Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of In House with me, Ariel Charnas. Today, we have a special one for all those Something Navy fans. I'm freshly returned from California, where we just opened two new stores in the Los Angeles area. Plus, I revealed a few new pieces from our upcoming collections. To talk about the exciting news and what we have planned for Something Navy, I've invited our CEO, Matt Scanlon, back on the show to talk about some of the things we've been up to at Something Navy. Just in case you missed it, you can head back to our previous episode where we learned all about Matt's role as CEO of Something Navy and how he and I met. Welcome back, Matt. Okay, so let's kick it off with some retail updates. Do you want to give our listeners an update on all things Something Navy, including our two new stores in California? Yes, of course. So in 2021, we planned to kind of open up retail and then scale it out. It was a really exciting time to get that many stores open that quickly. It was also a little nerve wracking. And I think considering all that like stuff happening in the world of supply chain and, and yeah. uh, trying to get materials into open stores, we were a little delayed in some areas, but we got five stores open for the year, which is incredible. Two on the West Coast, one in Dallas, Highland Park Village, Upper East Side, and Bleecker Street in the West Village in Manhattan. I think in so many ways, setting this up was like the foundation of our broader retail strategy. Um, yeah. We're pushing for another seven stores at least in 2022. Two. Uh, yeah. 2022. I know. I, what year is it? I know. I <laughs> It's like uncomfortable still. Um, so... Uh, yeah, we're continue, continually pushing as aggressively as we can for a couple of reasons. Um, with the way shopping is diversifying, with the way marketing is needing to diversify, we want to create more touch points for our customers. As we grow the brand and push into new categories, creating a physical environment for people to test, try on, a product is really important. And then from a brand perspective, as we evolve our brand identity, and it evolves alongside our customer, which is something that we talk about all the time, um, creating an experience that echoes that evolution in a fluid and ongoing format is really, really critical. So yeah. we're, we're loving retail. It's really valuable to our, our overall mix from a revenue perspective, but it's also yeah. important as we identify the right product market fit and, and yeah. brand development. And we just visited the California stores this past week. That was such an amazing experience. It was just so cool to see how differently, you know, other locations merchandise the store, talking to the team and learning like what people are asking for, what they're buying. So that was really fun. And Dallas was, oh my God, that was the most incredible trip. I think in every location we or every kind of city that we get to open up a something Navy store, they kind of develop an identity of their own in a way because they're part of the community. And that's what I love about our yeah. retail strategy is each one is different because the people that shop it are, are different. The neighborhoods are unique, mm -hmm. right? Like that West Village location in Manhattan is it's so different from from Upper East. So different. And then we went out to the Fashion Island location in Newport yeah. in California and it was like a totally oh new God. experience. It was like it felt like a different not like a different brand, but it was so crazy because it was just it was very a very different experience than being in the New York stores. 
this is something that we talk about all the time, but like a brand is a living thing, right? And it's an extension of who your customer is, personality and the lifestyle behind the business. And so creating a format for it to evolve and grow is really healthy and normal. Um, think of all the brands that, you know, hold the place on our like shelf of brands. They all kind of have their own journey. And we're, we're certainly on a really unique one with something Navy, but each store feeling like it represents a slightly different aspect of a shared identity yeah. is a really special part of building the business. Each one merchandise a little bit differently. Each one leaning into a different aspect of our color identity or our tonality. The people in the stores in California, they are in some ways selling differently or representing the customer differently than they are in New York City. And that's um, that's the journey we're on just across the board with, with the whole business, Yeah, which I love. Let's talk about a brand going from online e-com to brick and mortar retail. There are obviously other entrepreneurs listening that are probably curious about exploring their options from e-commerce and beyond. So what was the moment that you were like, we should open up brick and mortar? Um, well, you and Brandon were... <laughs> <laughs> we have to open up stores. Open up stores now. Uh, there was certainly a little bit of pressure. Um, but, but more importantly, it was always part of our plan. I think what we have to remind ourselves of is we launched something Navy in July 2020. So remember at that time, everyone was like, retail's dead. Like it's never coming back. Yeah, No one's going to stores. You can't because of COVID and fine. Um, but it took us a moment to kind of come out of that reality. I mean, we, we opened a store in at the same time, we opened a store in July, the Bleecker Street store opened, which is crazy, crazy. to think about. We, Crazy. We couldn't have events. We couldn't have lines. We, we had to do. Remember, we had to do appointments. Yeah, we had appointments. It was such a funky way it's of wild. Yeah, so weird. Developing the brand through retail at an early stage. Yeah. But as soon as that like opened up or life changed a bit, we were bullish on aggressively moving forward. And I think there was like a day where yes, a decent amount of pressure had been applied appropriately. I should add it. Um, but where we just realized it's time. And I kind of always said, I said, when it's time, we'll know. Like, we'll see it in the market. We'll see customer behavior. Yeah. Because this is always going to be part of the equation for mm-hmm. for the brand. And yeah, so overnight, we were like, let's do it. We're ready to go. And we planned out seven stores to open in, in 2021. And we got five out of the seven, primarily due to the, the supply chain circumstances that I mentioned. We would have done more yeah. if we could have. Well, let's let's share with everyone what the challenges are of opening a retail location. Like, let's get into the nitty gritty of actually opening retail stores and yeah. what are some of the challenges we face. <laughs> some of the challenges. There's a few. Yeah. Um, well, to kind of go <laughs> back for a second. On time. Well, yeah, that. But it's very different than e-commerce. Um, but I think we think of direct consumer as the relationship between e-commerce and retail, and those are both technically direct consumer experiences. And so we want to create a shared profile of a customer who goes and shops in store and also shops online. So we kind of blend these two verticals into one, both at a P&L level, like actually how we run our accounting, but also in terms of our data and kind of understanding who our customer is. And that's a really important factor. And so if you're an entrepreneur thinking about, okay, I have an e-commerce business, should I do retail? Um, I think 
only if you can imagine a world in which you are creating a single customer profile between offline right. and, and online um, behavior. Uh, but the challenges are are different. You know, there's plenty plenty of challenges with an e-commerce business trying to figure out you know your fulfillment strategies, your customer service solutions, your marketing, your digital marketing, all of that. The challenges at retail are managing inventory, understanding the nuance of how inventory and merchandising should look and feel different in different locations. The mm-hmm. actual costs, the upfront capex of opening a location, the understanding of what location is right for you. So understanding what foot traffic will be like, how do you build a financial model that will represent what kind of behavior exists in that location, what you should pay for rent, and how how much you need to sell basically to make the store a smart part of your overall business mix. Um, right. So for us, you know, we we kind of start with like a general concept. We want a store in the Hamptons. Let's start there. It's a brand decision initially. It makes a lot of sense. We then go back and we look at our customer profiling and we see, okay, there's a lot of customers in the Hamptons. Okay, so now that adds up. Now we sell X amount of units in our existing locations at this average order value, which means we need a certain amount of people coming to the store every day, certain amount of people coming every week, a month, et cetera. So now we find a location that overlaps with those KPIs we need. But then we we do an analysis to understand what we think foot traffic will look like, what we think average sales right. should be, how much money we can make in location. Then we decide what kind of offer we want to make on rent, how long we want to take the space. So it's a lot of like real estate planning. And then you need to negotiate a lease, which is a complicated process. You need to understand yeah. what are the... Um, levers that a developer is looking for when they sign a lease. What do they want out of the location? Certainly they want a good brand that they think can stay a long time, but they also want a brand that they think can pay them rent um, over that period of time as well. So kind of do the negotiation and then, yeah, you're off and running trying to bring to life your brand vision, which is complicated, right? You have to get your materials in on time. You have to build it. It has to be there on time to open the doors the day you say it's going to open along with all your inventory. You need to market it appropriately. It is as complicated as an e-commerce business, in my opinion. Just the complications are different, but same level of complexity, I think. And how important is location? Yeah, I think location is an extension of understanding who your customer is. So if you really understand who your customer is, where they live, how they shop, what other brands they shop... Then you can say, okay, the right location for me involves this type of co-tenancy. The right location for me involves this type of demographic in living in that area. So I think location is crucial, but it should be driven and motivated by a good understanding of your customer and the customer behavior. So for brands going from e-commerce to retail, they have a real advantage because e-commerce is all about kind of information. You have a lot of information on your customer. Um, Applying that information to your decisions and strategies on retail is a great way to mitigate being in the wrong location, overpaying for rent, spending too much on CapEx, um, so on and so forth. Uh, But for us, you know, we we go back and forth all the time, you and I, on, on location. Yeah. There are locations that are perfect. Yeah. But 
don't make sense because the rent's going to be too high. The foot traffic doesn't add up. The co-tenancy doesn't add up. Right. And we also like, and I get very, like, I don't like going to the second best. I like to be in the, like the, the, the perfect shopping center. Like that's the one I want. And I'm pretty difficult on that, but I feel like I've, become a little bit more understanding we collaborate for sure i think (laughs) i give you the ones you want then you give me the ones that i want we kind of go back and forth and i think in that way we kind of create a mix of real estate and store locations i think that there's a science to how you do this right in a perfect world you have a list of 10 to 15 perfect locations right the perfect space in the hamptons a perfect space in dallas a perfect space in whatever then you have your next tier, which is like same cities, different set of locations in those cities. And then you have different cities that aren't our prime cities, but prime locations in those subprime cities, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We kind of mix and match based on our ability to execute across all three of those ABC versions of where real estate should be or where a store should be. Right. My feeling overall is in the stage we're in with our brand, we just need to build the brand. We need to be in front of people. Yeah. We need to create touch points. We want to create a customer journey. It's not all going to be perfect. I think yeah. my solution is deeply rooted in the philosophy that like make mistakes and, and that's okay because a mistake will teach you something about how you should do it better next time. Mm-hmm. And there's pros and cons, right? <laughs> Being in a worse location before you're in your first choice you might be sacrificing from a brand perspective, something from from the product sales perspective. And we kind of go back and forth on that all the time. But I think at the end of the day, it builds texture and opportunity and learnings. And that's the developmental process of building a business. You're so good at explaining this stuff. Like, I feel like you like can, you really articulate it well. I'm on my third like cup of coffee. It builds texture. Oh, So yeah. I'm at that peak kind of coffee communication <laughs> level that... Um, <laughs> Won't last very long, so we better wrap this up before I start to stutter. (laughs) Okay, so is there anything we can share with the Something Navy customers, followers that that's coming up? I feel like I'm I'm going to put that one on you because I tend to share way too much (laughs) impulsively and too soon. So, what are we comfortable with sharing? about things that are coming up that we're really excited about? Well, we are 1,000% opening- A possible Hampton uh, store. A possible Hampton store, 100%. A possible, that is 100% true. There's a possible Hampton store for summer 2022. We are opening a Miami store finally. This was a lease we signed in June of 2021. The store is finally opening. It's not our fault. It's no one's fault. It's just real estate stuff. Construction's fault. In- April, May, or June of 2022. It's one of those months we're getting close. That's 100% happening. Chicago for sure is happening in 2022. Um, We're going to be looking at cities like Philadelphia, Boston, Nashville for locations as well. There might be a Columbus, Ohio location, which is not going to be on your list, but it's on my list. What about Long Island? Yeah, we're looking at these seven locations, and we will be looking up and down the East Coast. Yes, we're looking at a Long Island location, a Hamptons location, and potentially a Connecticut location. I was going to say, when we say Long Island, because Hamptons is Long Island, we mean like where I grew up, like Roslyn, Westbury area. Right. Okay, keep going. 
So kind of some other exciting updates for something Navy this year. Um, yeah, we have at least a handful of really exciting collaborations going on. We still have our Nori Steamer collaboration out right now. We have some really exciting, yes, the Nori Steamer is amazing, but we have some really exciting um, upcoming ones as well that are super new for yeah. us. Well, yeah, new categories, which is yeah. a big deal for us. I mean, the way we think about collaborations is we want to find, actually, you know better than I <laughs> than I do about why we pick them, but I think it's about brand, brand appropriateness, but also category expansion. Yep, category expansion. And I think things that complement something navy and the something navy brand so um they're very thoughtful these collaborations and hopefully we're gonna just this is just the beginning but we also have sleep launching which is really exciting and then also i think the most exciting thing is that we're sort of redirecting the brand vision from the website to the actual collection to social we've learned so much from you know the the customer and the data and we're making a lot of exciting changes, also evolving with my style and my aesthetic. So I'm really excited about that. And that will dovetail into a totally relaunched editorial experience and newsletter experience, which our stores too. Our stores will carry the updated and more they're changing, yeah. elevated kind of branding experience across the fleet. And as we open up new ones, but I think the simplest way to kind of talk about the brand experience updates are really in in this kind of like elevated elevated aesthetic it is built certainly by the learning of who our customer is and you know why they're shopping with us but i think and i'll go back to what i said earlier brands are meant to evolve like when they mm-hmm. stop changing is when they start dying in like people that's the that's kind of the the core of what makes yep. a great brand great is that it's constantly changing and and evolving um so we're not doing anything too crazy, but we're definitely developing on what the initial vision was. Um, so that'll kind of start coming to fruition in the next collection launch and the one after that. And it's not going to be like a shock change. No, no. Like I feel like it's going to slowly evolve. And I think already, you know, I, I posted yesterday a sneak peek of our fall 22 collection and the reaction was really positive. Like it was a very exciting thing for me and the whole team, you know, because we did it in the office to see we were really excited about the reaction because we're all so passionate about this change and we're all so excited about this change that it was nice that the the customer and the follower, like they were able to see it right away. And so many of the comments were like, wow, like this feels like super elevated and and just, I don't know, they they totally noticed it, which I think for us was very exciting. Well, it's a rewarding experience when... Yeah, rewarding. That's perfect word for it. When a vision evolves into reality. And like, yeah, I get so excited about seeing it. I, I obviously have a lot less to do with the design of the product. and No, but you felt it right away too when you saw the collection. Instantly. Instantly, instantly. But it's like, it's like complete... And this sounds really nerdy but it's like solving a math yeah. equation you're so proud is, you're like i yeah did it like, yeah did that. yeah did that so so then to like couple that development with development across the board yeah. and editorial strategies and art direction strategies and content creation it feels like you're really uh growing and like growth isn't just a linear pathway right it's not just like one two three four five right. 
growth is also, I think, done in a kind of horizontal format too, through 360 marketing strategies and merchandising thought processes and distribution development. This is like the time of building a brand. Well, some things are really hard. Some things are really, really rewarding. We talk about kind of that journey all the time that it's like for every really, really kind of low experience or feeling like could have done better, there's equally on the other side of it a high. And, you know, we text each other all the time when we do experience those things. And maybe one of us doesn't really recognize it at that moment that like we should just stop for a second and recognize that this is incredible. Like we're lucky. We're lucky. And this is a good moment. And we need to like soak it in because everything could change in a heartbeat. Yeah. Look at what the world it can happen to. It can. I know. I know. So I think I always kind of like try and, and it's maybe too philosophical for this, but like. It's so much easier said than done. Like people say it to you about as a parent too, like <laughs> stop and appreciate like this moment with yeah. your kids. And you're just like, oh my, like how, how? Like it's, you know, it's. It's hard. It's hard to like step outside of it for a second. Perspective is everything. Yeah. And like you need partners and and people around you that give you the perspective when you need mm-hmm. it, need it most. That's what we try and do with our team and that's i think what we try and do for each other too in the process like you're better at it but yeah no you do it for me all the time you don't maybe you don't know it but you're definitely doing it but that process of earning perspective on things that are going well and and you're you've worked hard for yeah that makes it worthwhile especially when you look back on it you're like holy smokes like look at look at what we did in 2021 look at what we've done in just a year and a half imagine what the next year and a half is going to feel like and I will say, I feel like ever since we've we've all been coming back to the office these last couple of weeks and just being with everyone, I feel like just overall, like the energy and everyone just feels better about what they're doing every day. And they're excited about every, you know, everything that's upcoming with yeah. something. Maybe like I, I feel a completely different, like just a different vibe from the whole team, you know? It's a perception shift. I think that when you're with people and you are collaborating in, you know, both towards reaching your goals, but also in like terms of building culture, you're communicating in a totally different way. And I think our communication has changed really dramatically. I mean, we've talked a lot about is working remotely, you know, is that a sustainable solution for the process of building a business? Maybe when you're IBM or you're Apple or something, it's easier to say, yeah, I don't think startups can operate that way. I think you need the energy. You you need like the the energy, the momentum. It's palpable. You can feel it. When everyone sees a collection, everyone's freaking out. That trickles into everything else. And I feel like there's less like issues. Like I feel like you you talk with like if there's something that like happened or something that, you know, came up, like you have the conversation face to face right then and there and it doesn't become a thing, you know? No, I, I, I just agree with you. Like, I think you reach solutions in a more uh, yeah. efficient, efficient Quicker, format. Yeah. yeah. And it it's changed a lot. I, I feel mm-hmm. um, the energy is just contagious right yeah. now. And we're going to need to continue kind of continue doing that because we got a lot we're trying to accomplish this year. We're continually expanding our wholesale footprint. Like we said, continuing the expansion of our our retail 
um, into cities yeah. and, and locations that are going to define what the brand means to those people that shop it for a very long time, while at the same time building out a really robust editorial strategy, unlike anything that we've embarked yeah. on, but like deserves deserves the attention. And all that's to say that the core of our business, <laughs> just technically speaking, e-commerce is still moving at a very aggressive rate. So yeah, it's nice to, it's actually nice to reflect right? on all that. We should do these more often. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It does. It really does make you stop and appreciate everything we're doing. Like, I, I don't even think about the fact that it's just like one thing after the other because I I love it so much. It makes me so happy, you know? Well, like when I think a startup or any, of any kind, but building a brand specifically is like you are constantly solving yeah. problems. Like either you're the type of person you are. solving problems all you day. Are. No, you you do too. You definitely do. I try. You definitely solve problems all day. We're both out there solving problems in the areas that we focus on. Either at the end of the day, you go home and you're like, oh, like I can't solve another problem. Or you're like, what's next? Like, give me another problem to right. solve. Throw it yeah. at me. Yeah. And, and you build up this like community to it. You build up like a tolerance for problems. Yeah. Like there used to be problems that we deal with today a year ago, we're like, oh my God, like I'm not going to sleep tonight. Now it's like, whatever, like, we'll yeah. solve it. We solve the other one. So that's, um, that's like this underlying current that flows through. And you get good at it. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You get good at leading other people through those problems, which is like 80% of it. How do you motivate yeah, people? It's so true. And I love that challenge. I love the process that we're embarking on because yeah, it's worth it. Something Navy is worth no, I it. Agree. I said this at that dinner we did the other night, but like. Yeah, it was so nice. You're sp I meant to thank you for that, by the way. I don't like public speaking. Guys, so um, Matt, and he's so good at it. And he got up in front of everyone. And he also doesn't drink. So he did this without like a glass of wine or anything. Um, and just like thanked all of these incredible people for being there. And also like just said so many amazing things about saying Navy. So you want to hear something kind of embarrassing? I'm scared. Were you were you nervous? On the way? No. Uh. No, no, no. I don't get nervous. But on the way to dinner, I was just thinking about like some of the remarks I wanted to make. And so I wasn't like talking to Katie yeah. while we were doing it. And she was like, are you upset at me? Like, why aren't you talking to me? And I'm like, shut Stop. up. Like, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> so I gotta, you were like, a little think. nervous. I, I wanted to be prepared, I would say. Yeah. I wanted to be prepared with with. It was perfect. It was short and sweet. And it was like like you hit all like the exciting points and and you made people like you know like no one there's nothing worse than when someone goes up there for too long and rambles on you know yours was perfect you really nailed it the message was that this is happening really fast and it feels like a meteor or a, a rocket ship taking off and good. it feels like that but like People talk about startups like this all the time it's, yeah and if a good one if it's a good one it's like a rocket ship taking off but you're building the rocket ship mid-flight basically the entire time that's kind of what what we've embarked on yeah which you know i i love i love because like this month was better than last month and last month was better than the month it before just keeps getting better yeah and and march is really exciting we have some so exciting I good stuff yeah good good stuff happening so i'm always happy or we're, we're always happy to be able to share something maybe updates with you all Thanks, Matt, for joining me. And thank you to all of you that continue to listen to my podcast. 
Please come back next week for more. And you could reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. DM us on Instagram at Something Navy and see you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnas and at Something Navy. See you next week.